0: on the series on wednesday nights called entitled the church somebody say the church the church i want you to turn to the book of acts chapter 2 and we're gonna look at a church right now a- acts 2 go down to verse 42 through 44 amen and it'll be on the screen amen but i'm going to go ahead and read the word of god and it says this they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer Everyone, somebody say everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers, say all the believers, were together and had everything in common. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who, who are being saved. Today I want to minister a message subtitled from the church. Where's the church? Where's the church? We need, say I need, we need to rebuild the church. So let's, let's, let's go back to the model, the model that's been set for us and how the church is supposed to look like. Here in the, in the scripture that I read in this passage of scripture is a picture of the early church. Here in the book of Acts is the very beginning of the church. This is really the mama of all mamas. This is really the mama church, amen, of all churches. And If we go one chapter back to the book of Acts chapter 1, Jesus tells those in the upper room to what? To what? Wait. To wait, amen. Tell your neighbor, wait. wait. He told him to wait. Wait for what? The gift, the promise, amen. The word wait here means to stay in place until someone arrives. Not to do something until something else happens. Until it's your turn, say my turn, to do something. Stay in place with expectations. What were they expecting? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So he tells them, I want you to go up to this upper room. They're there waiting. He goes, I want you guys to wait. I don't want you guys to do nothing. I don't want you guys to say nothing. I don't want you to do something that, that until this happens. And so he tells them, wait until the gift, until the promise comes. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says this, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, or when it descends on you, or when it rests on you, amen, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now in the next chapter, in verse uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, we see the promise being fulfilled. And it goes on to say that on the day of Pentecost, these 120 brothers and sisters uh, that were waiting, amen. Tell your neighbor, wait. Wait. Come on, you got to wait. It says all of of a sudden, a mighty rushing wind filled that upper room. This wind had authority, and this wind was the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? amen? Then the Bible goes on to say that tongues of fire rested on them. And they were all, say all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled, listen church, from the power that's on from, uh, up, up on high. The power here means to be filled with the ability to be effective and to be filled with might. Somebody say might. How many want to be filled with might? Come on, we, we need to be filled with his power, his might. Power here is to be the effective Christian that we need to be. Power to live a successful life as a Christian, amen. That that power that, uh, that, that, that turns your life into a witness to the world. How many know that we need Holy Ghost power inside of us? You know what took place when you were sharing on the testimony of going to the doctors and sharing? That, that, that's the power that God's talking about, to be a witness. And when you just start to speak Christ, when you step out in boldness and you start to just speak the word of God or, or share your testimony or share Christ, something supernatural takes place. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? amen. See, you can witness to be a great dad. A great mom, how to be a husband, a wife, a brother, sister, a friend. It will help. You will get help through the Holy Spirit to start to share about what Christ has done on the cross. Amen. The Father that loved the world so much that he sent his son to die for us. That day it went from 120, those ones that were waiting in that upper room, to over 3,000 added to the church. Man, what a great altar call that would have been. Come on. Three thousand people added to the church. Why? Because they waited. Because they waited and they were filled with power. It was these hundred and twenty that went out, these hundred and twenty that ministered, Peter that preached his first sermon, amen, that God moved and they were filled with power. But the question is, where's the church today? Today we have people that don't want to wait. Come on, somebody. Come on, they, they try to serve God in their own power, in their own understanding, with their own ability, with their own strength, listen, without any Holy Spirit. And it seems that we have more people in the church that are walking defeated than walking in victory. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor, that's the truth. <laughs> Come on, there's times that we walk like that. Come on, we've been in those areas that we walk defeated where we should be walking in victory if we're in Christ. If we are filled with the power, if we're waiting on God to move and do something in our lives, in our situation, you and I should be walking in victory and declaring His power. But where's the church? Understand today when I speak of the church, I'm referring to the body of Christ. And guess what? We're part of that body. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Come on, meaning that we have people in this church we have people in other churches we have people in the body of christ that are walking defeated because they don't want to wait therefore they're not filled and because they're not filled they have no power come on they didn't wait on the lord they didn't wait for the answer they didn't wait for the right guy the right girl hello Come on, they they didn't wait for the right direction, amen. They didn't wait for the understanding. They just moved on, amen, with no power. They didn't wait on God. They went on their own understanding. They went with their own ways, their own thinking, amen. We have people in the church not waiting and going ahead of God. But Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, They shall mount it with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We need to learn how to wait, church. Tell your neighbor, wait. Wait. Come on, we have to wait. We, we wanna move on the answer. We wanna move on this. You know, God's not moving. God's not answering. So I'm gonna move. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna do this. Uh, He's telling you just to wait. You know what? I'm just gonna take the other job where he told you to wait. I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. He told you to wait. Are we that church? Or shall I say, can we be that church? Well, let's look at the early church. Let's look at this early church and get some help. How many need some help? I don't know about you. I need some help. Amen. The early church waited. They didn't move on. They didn't do anything. They didn't say nothing. They, didn't, they, they waited for the promise. They waited for the, the gift. Amen. They, they didn't leave that place until it came. And they said, if he said it, we believe it. But not only do we believe it, We do it. Come on, we need to be people that do it. Come on, we can say we can believe all day, but if we're not doing it, we're not obeying. And so we have to understand if we want the promises of God, if you want to be filled with the power of God, amen, and you don't want to be a defeated Christian and go through the struggles that, that people go through, amen, then we lack the power because we're not being filled. And this is a feeling that has to be daily. God, fill me. God, I want to walk out of my house with power. I don't want to walk defeated. Amen. No Christian that's filled with the Holy Ghost shall walk defeated. We're defeated because we don't don't pray. We don't wait. We're not asking God to fill us with the power from on high. It's a promise to you and I. We shouldn't have to struggle, church. Come on. We, sh- we shouldn't be defeated. Now, I'm not saying we don't go through troubles. We don't go through problems because we understand that we are. Even Jesus said you're going to have trouble in this world. But we do, even though we have trouble, we still have victory. Why? Because we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Can somebody say amen? Jesus told them, wait. Wait on the promise. Wait on the gift. Don't leave this place. Tell your neighbor, don't leave this place. Tell your other neighbors, stay put. Stay put. Stay put. Stay put. God, I don't know. Nothing's happening here. I'm just going to go to another church. Oh, stay put. Come on. I, I can't wait. You know, things are not happening. I can't find a man here. Stay put. I can't find the right woman here. Stay put. Come on, we don't want to wait on God. God said, you know what? You're not ready for that. You're not ready for that woman. You're not ready for that guy, amen. You need to wait, amen. And don't worry, I'll bring you something, amen. I'll bring you someone, amen. You have to wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. Look what it says in the Acts chapter 1-4. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. The house I placed you in. But wait for the gift my father promised. So, what did the early church do? What did these 120 brothers and sisters do? They simply waited on the promise. Listen, they simply obeyed God. In Acts chapter 2 42, they said they also devoted themselves. To the apostles teaching which means they committed themselves the church the church which is who us the church needs to recommit themselves some of us need to rededicate ourselves once again to god you know we got out of this this uh this pandemic the uh, we opened up we come back amen but there's no commitment there's no dedication. Where, where's the dedication? God says, you know what? We need to rebuild the church, amen? But you're doing it. And you're coming to church, but you have no power, amen? If you can just call upon me and wait on certain situations, I will fill you, amen? But it starts with commitment and dedication. See, recommit is a land word with divine meaning, which means to make a vow. Some of us need to make a vow to the Lord again. Remember those promises you told God? Come on, those vows you made to the Lord that this is what you're gonna do, this is what you're gonna do, this is what I'm gonna be, this is what you know, all these promises that you made to God, then they're not being fulfilled. Recommit and land means to make a vow, to dedicate, to be set apart. Listen, the early church set themselves apart and they took ear, they took an ear to the teaching of the word of God. In other words, they started to live holy. And holy means to set apart. The church needs to live holy. Come on, we're we're slipping. We're we're coming in with our own agenda. We're coming in with our own mindset and says, you know what, God? I need to recommit ourselves to you. I need need to come underneath you because I need your power. I need you. I need your strength. The early church lived righteous. And because they did, they were able, listen, to see God as he is. Their eyes were open, and they were satisfied. This church was satisfied. In the book of Acts, chapter 42 to 47, it says this. They were filled. They fellowshiped. Come on. That's why we're going to have Fellowship Sunday. We need a fellowship, guys. We need to come together, break some bread. They broke bread. They had potlucks. They were glad. They had sincere hearts. They were together. And they had everything together. <laughs> they were together. And they had everything. Somebody say everything. everything. Everything in common. They all got along. They were in unity. They were in love. I don't know about you, but I want to go to that church. I want to pastor that church. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to be that church. If we want to be the church, amen, and if we want to be that church, then the church of Jesus Christ, which is you and I, we simply need to start, listen, with obedience. Just do what God is telling you to do. Don't argue with Him. Don't question Him, but wait. Don't go ahead of Him, but wait. Don't, 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 don't try to do your own thing, but wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. Tell your other neighbor, slow down. Why are you in a rush for? Why are you in a rush? God's preparing you. God is teaching you. But listen, he cannot teach you if you don't wait. He cannot teach you if you don't obey. He won't do it. You can come to church all you want. You can sing your songs in, and you can give all you want. But if you don't do these simple things, these simple, these simple things that he's telling us to do, to wait and to be obedient, then you cannot get the promise. You'll come to church frustrated. You'll come to church struggling. You'll have no power. You'll have your good days, but you'll have no power for the rest of the time. trial come your way, it'll sweep you out. It will take you out. God prepares us for those trials in the waiting. God gives us strength in the waiting. God helps us to understand in the obedience. When we start to simply obey and wait on God, then his power, not your power, not your understanding, his power comes and gives you the strength that you need. That you can overcome whatever Lies ahead. You see, he's a good daddy. He knows the whole picture. He has a picture of life, and he knows where you're at, and he knows where you're going to end. He knows everything. He says, you know what? I got to teach my daughter. I got to teach my son, because down over here, oh, man, something's going to happen. As a church in general, the same thing happened when this pandemic hit. He already seen it. He always says, this is going to hit my church. This is going to hit the, sh- uh, the shepherd. And you know what? When they strike the shepherd, everyone's going to what? Scatter. And that's what happened. The shepherd got struck. The church got struck and people scattered. And there's some people out there that are still scattered. They haven't, wait- they haven't come back. And let me tell you, he's gone for them. But they have refused to obey Right? When they scattered, didn't Jesus go looking for Peter? He did. And what did Peter do? He, he responded. He responded. He went. He recognized. And God empowered him. Right? He's the one that preached the first sermon. Man, i like to get a hold of those notes. <laughs> Man, powerful. 3,000 people saved that day. Man, that had to be, a, that had to be a, an awesome sermon that he ministered. But he ministered with power. Jesus told them, wait. And what did they do? They waited. They devoted themselves to the church. They committed. They were committed. They were faithful. They were loyal. Amen. Not to the pastors. Not only to the pastors. Not only to the apostles. But you know what? They were devoted to each other. Brother, I got you. Got you, girl. Girl. <laughs> They had each other. They covered each other's backs. Even the ones that were making a change, even the ones that were just coming into the church, uh, the ones that wanted to get saved, uh, they asked, hey amen, what, what, what do I have to do? Uh, what do I, I want what you guys have. Uh, I want Jesus. Look, really, in Acts chapter 2, 37 and 41, it says, when the people heard this, they... It, it, they were cut to the heart and said to people, uh, to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent. Somebody say repent. repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all those who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. For many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. People saw the power. People saw Jesus in the lives of these 120 people and said, You know what? I want what you want or what you have. I want that. I want Jesus. Do people come to you and say, I want what you have? Or do you show anything? See, there should be something inside of us that's different that separates us. Amen. That, that says, you know what? There's something different about you. There's a power inside you. There's something. I want. I want what you have. What can I do? What do I have to do? Well, Repent. How many know that's a good place? I may say, how many know that's a good place? You know what the what you know what not only do they need to repent, I think the church needs to repent. If we want it to be a church full of power, we have to repent. Can somebody say amen? It starts with us. If we are to be the church, then it starts with us and it starts with obedience. It starts with righteous living. Come on, somebody. And when we do that, we will see and we'll be satisfied. God is calling out people. You know, just like Fino got called out by his granddaughter. Turn that music off. You should play music. You should, you should play worship music. Come on. God's, God's calling us because this is not a time to separate this. this, I mean, this is a time really to separate from the world and to be who we need to be. You okay? You fell down? (laughs) It's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost pushed him. (laughs) Come on. We got to live right church. We need to start to cut these things from the world, not only in music, in movies, things that we watch we gotta, we got we to gotta watch what's, what we're entertaining in our minds, what we're entertaining on our phones, what we're watching on the Internet. Come on, this is, this, is, this is a device from the enemy to trap and take down people. Amen. And if we're not filled with power, we'll get sucked into it. It's simple. It's fast. And if you're not guarded in your mind, it'll take over. Right? The enemy comes. How does temptation work? How does it work? He comes, he comes and brings doubt in your mind. He starts to lie to you. And then he starts to bring a, a, a desire inside of you. And it may even be a legit desire. But it, do it in, in a wrongful way. But we have to make a decision and stand on his word. And when we start to stand on his word and start to obey God's word, then we get what? Filled. And then we get power. That's how you overcome the struggles. That's how you overcome the weaknesses that we go through. All of us go through weaknesses. Come on, the Bible says there is nothing that's uncommon to us. We shouldn't be surprised at these things that come against us. as something's weird or we're going through a weird season. No, no, we're flesh. And we need some help. Come on, somebody. We need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on, if we are to be the church and we need some power. Somebody say power. power. Come on, Jesus told them to wait. Tell your neighbor, wait. No, go, go like this. Wait. Hit somebody. Wait. No. <laughs> he told him to wait. He told him, Amen. Don't leave this place into your field. Don't make a move into your field. Uh, don't act on anything until you're filled. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. For the promise, Amen. The Holy Spirit is what's going to bring you power. Acts chapter 1, 5, it says, For John the Baptist, or John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 8 it goes down, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What the church needs today is this power. Because the church lacks power. That's why so many people in the church walk defeated. What, take, what has taken place this last year and a half has caused people to walk with lack of power. There's no power in the services. There's no power in the worship. There's no power in the preaching. What took place this past Sunday, let me tell you, that was power. That was Holy Ghost, amen. That was, Holy Ghost filled this place, interrupted our service, and ministered to people because they lacked power. He says, I want to fill you with some power. I want to heal you. I want to deliver you. I want to set you free. I want to let you know that you're on my mind, and I want to touch you today. He interrupted. He says, you know what? This is what we need. We, we, the, the, we, we made room for it. We made room. We gave him the room. We gave him the whole building. We gave him our lives. And he took over. He says, you know what? When you do that, I'll give you power. I give you power. You have the same power still today? Are you still walking in that? Because that's that's the important part. The moment is easy. Because we're all flowing with it. But you got to take it out there. Or did you grab your apron of despair outside there? Your apron of de- a disappointment out there. Your apron of defeat out there. Did you, did you grab it? Because the en- enemy had your coat already for you. When you walked out, oh, yeah, you all feel with power. Here you go, girl. You're defeated. You still have problems. You still have worries. You still have struggles. You should have just slapped that off and said, Nope, I'm an overcomer. Come on, get behind me. And then kick him. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See? You have no power, amen. There's no power, church. We have churches today, Listen, today, with no altar calls. Why? Social distance. Hello? Can't have altar calls. Come on, we got to be social distance. There's no power. No, there's no power in there. The bottom line is, uh, there is no Holy Spirit because we don't invite Him in. We tell the Holy Spirit social so distance. Oh, on, oh it's social so distance, Holy. We can't. We can't allow you. I don't know. You may have the virus. And let you know the Holy Spirit does not have the virus. The Holy Spirit is the healer over this virus. We need to invite the Holy Spirit in our services, in our altars, amen, and not be afraid and say, God, I need a touch from you. God, I need you to fill me with power. God, I don't care about what's going on. I need a touch. We need to break the social distance between the Holy Spirit. That social distance had nothing to do with him. He should have always been invited near us. These are the churches, listen, that didn't want to wait. God wants to fill his church, somebody say our church, with power. He wants to fill us with power, church. Let me tell you, worse things are on its way. You think this pandemic was a, wait, wait till everything unfolds. If we're not ready now, we're not filled with power, we will fall away. It says many in the last days will fall away. What makes it seem that that won't be us? It can be us if we're not filled with power. Many in those days are going to fall away. Come on, how can you stand facing someone that says you need to get this mark or we get executed if you have no power? How are you going to make the stands for Christ if you have no power? Remember concubine at school? Remember that girl that stood up? Columbine, whatever. You know what it is. You got it. <laughs> what did she do, though? She stood up. when She was saying, who's a Christian here? She could have just said nothing, right? What made her stand up? The power inside of her. There was no fear of death. They just gave her a ticket to heaven. She got a reward. She's wearing a crown. Yeah, it was a tragedy. But let me tell you, that's how we need to live. And if we're not ready and we're not filled with power, we cannot make stands like that against the enemy. We cannot make stands against those that oppose us. We will, we will, we will just, we will just uh, give in. Easily. We would shut up. We won't say nothing. What did Peter do? Peter didn't say nothing. What did Peter do? Here's a man that's going to preach a sermon. Here's a man that God's preparing. But at that time, he didn't have no power. What did he do? I don't know him. I don't go part. I'm not part of that church. I'm not a follower. He even got mad. And once that hit him, Thank God for the Holy Spirit that convicted him. He went away bitter, the Bible says. But Jesus, who would you go find the first time? Peter. He said, you know what? It's okay. Seek my power. Go in that upper room. He chooses Peter. You're going to be the leader of this new church. Go in that upper room. Get your brothers and sisters. Gather them. Wait because I'm about to do something inside of you. That's going to blow your mind and Peter believed it. Peter acted on it. Peter waited. He wasn't waiting before. He went ahead of God. Cut the soldier's ear off, remember? He was ahead of God. He, he didn't wait on God. Hey, that's not how we do it. He, he was he's still carnal like many of us. God's patient with us. Come on somebody. He waited. And he restored, he reinstated Peter, amen, and prepared him. And he waited in that upper room and he got filled. And when he came out from that upper room coming downstairs and started to preach, he preached with power. And people got saved. Where's the church today? The early church experienced revival. God moved and added to the church daily because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with power. Acts 2 shows what that power does. It shows that when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, churches are birth. If we're going to plant a missionary, if we're going to plant churches in this church, let me tell you, we need to be filled with power. God will take care of the money issue. We need to be filled with power if we're going to send somebody out. This power caused devotion. This, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to breaking of bread. They were devoted to prayer. Everyone was filled with all. the Bible says. The word "all" here means that they had a fear and respect towards God. They had a reverence towards the Lord. Amen. They honored God. Can I tell you something? There is a lack of respect in churches today. They have no fear towards the Lord. We need... The fear of the Lord inside of us come on remember the fear of the Lord is what the beginning of what wisdom we want understanding we want clarity we want direction in our lives then we need to have the fear of the Lord we have to have a reverence towards him and he brings wisdom because they were filled with all the church experience signs and wonders We can experience that if we are a church filled with the power. People can get saved. People can get healed. People can get delivered. Come on, breakthroughs. I'm talking, we can start to make declarations of him who called us out. Amen. Him, who he is. Amen. The great I am that he is. Amen. We can say that he is a way maker. Come on, a promise keeper. Come on, he is the one that can do all things. If we can stand, God will move and signs and wonders can fill this place. They were together in everything. There was no back talking to the pastor. They simply said, we'll do it. They were glad and sincere. There was no faking going on. How many know that we need the Holy Spirit's power to get along? Come on. Your willpower takes you so far. We had a testimony. I'm going to go take them out. We like power. We should never have that cross our minds. It should be that we're filled with the power of God, amen. Not that we don't feel it, but we don't say it and we don't move on it. We simply obey and wait on God. I'll take care of this chump. You just keep doing what you need to do. God fights better fights than we do, church. Don't, you don't need to take care of nothing. God has it. God would take care of whoever. He says, vengeance, what did he say? Are mine. I'll take care of you, daughter. I'll take care of that boss that yelled at you. I'll take care of that that that, 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 thing that seemed unfair to you. I will take care of that. You keep waiting. You keep trusting. Sincere means that they, they were having, they were showing true feelings. Uh, they were expressing in an honest way. They were genuine. Uh, they were not false. Uh, they were not fake uh, or pretended. Amen. You know what we have today is a lot of pretenders in church instead of contenders in the church. We have a lot of pretenders in the church, but we need more contenders. Anyone can talk the talk, but you got to walk that walk, church. We need contenders that contend for the power of the Holy Spirit and say, God, I, I want to be a man filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to be a woman filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to have power inside of me. I want to have the power to say no to drugs, no to things that come my way, no to things that try to, uh, to that disrupt my walk. in. I want to have that power, and he can give you that power. All you got to do sometimes is wait. All you got to do sometimes is obey. Read your word And you'll grab obedience. He'll tell you what to do. And when you start to obey the word of God, then he gives you what? Power. It's simple, church. Don't let your flesh get in the way. That's why Paul says, I die. I die to the flesh every single day. I crucify this flesh. Come on, how many know what what your flesh can do? Come on, someone say, oh, yeah. Come on, I, I know what, come on, you know your flesh. Oh, you know that girl that can come out. Come on, you, you know what kind of guy you can be. You know what we can go, the weaknesses that we have, we cannot do it on our own. We need power. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit, amen. And we need to wait and we need to simply obey God. The Bible says they were praising God. Man, this church is happening. This is a great church. Man, this, this is an awesome church. Everyone getting along, everybody's happy, everybody's sincere, everybody's really hugging people and they really mean it. I mean, every, 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 everybody's good. No one's lying or faking, you know, how did, how did it taste, you know. It was good. <laughs> they weren't talking about it. They didn't shake your hand and walk away and then start talking about you. This was a great church, amen. They were praising God, and God was, yeah, doesn't the Bible say that God's looking for a church that will worship Him in, in what, in spirit and in what? In truth. They were praising God, and they enjoyed each other. That's a great church. Everyone, they enjoyed everyone. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't group, they didn't huddle, they didn't have their little cliques, they didn't, they didn't sit over here and, and all help, praising God, and oh, they're here, oh, my Lord. They didn't talk about each other. They enjoyed each other. Hey, sis, God bless you. Really meant that. Hey, it's good to see you. It was not just a a saying that we have to say. It's not a thing that we have to do. It came from their hearts. There was unity, and there was love, church. I don't know about you, but it seems that their souls of this church were awakened and they were satisfied. They were satisfied. They were simply satisfied of coming together. So I close tonight because I'm going to pass out up there. The question remains, where's the church? If we are to be that church, amen, it starts with obedience and we have to learn to wait and we must be filled with the power and when we do this listen then we become the church at the end of Acts chapter 2 it says that the Lord showed favor and added to the church daily it started with obedience and power Holy Spirit power let me read you this last scripture and then we'll close it says in Acts Chapter 2, 14 to 21, power that was spoken by Peter. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below Blood and fire and pillows of smoke. The sun would turn into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord.